You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Final hour on this Friday. It's a meet Friday at that. And in case you live vicariously through us on meet Friday, we have burgers and brats, chili, chili left over from yesterday that I think Paulie's on his third helping of chili this morning. We also have broccoli and Brussels, Brussels sprouts in there as well. Add some greens to it. You know, when you go to dinner with Al Michaels, you can't have anything green, no vegetables, no parsley, no nothing on the plate. He just has a piece of meat there, just a steak. That's it. All right, uh, coming up, we'll talk to Brian Greasy from the Mothership. You got uh, Cardinals-Rams on Monday Night Football. Saturday, Raiders-Bengals, Patriots-Bills. Yes, it will be very cold in Buffalo. Eagles at the Buccaneers. You're going to have wind and rain. The Niners at the Cowboys and the Steelers at the Chiefs. Some interesting comments yesterday by the GM of the Colts, Chris Ballard. Very, very difficult end of the season. And he was asked about trading for Carson Wentz if he had any regrets. So let me say this. When we made the decision, after Phillip retired, and we made the decision to to make a move on Carson, um, at the time of the decision, we felt good about it. And I still don't regret the decision at the time. Um, I'm not going to, just sitting here today, just so you all know, I won't. I won't make a comment on who's going to be here next year and who's not going to be here next year. That's not fair. That's not fair to any player. Um, I thought Carson did some good things, and there's a lot of things that he needs to do better. You know, our passing game has to be better. Okay. I love that Chris Ballard appears to be telling me the truth. This is a must-lie situation because the Cleveland Browns cleaned up their mess there's spill in aisle six where all of a sudden the coach and the quarterback are on the same page. Everything's good now. Now, that doesn't mean Cleveland won't have options, won't consider options at quarterback. But if you're the Colts, what other GM is going to say about his quarterback that he gave up some draft picks for, that he's paying a lot of money to, and he's not quite committed to that quarterback? You're a little bit locked in there financially with Carson Wentz. But I was surprised. I thought that, hey, we, we traded for Carson. We have confidence in Carson. You know, if you look at the stats, the numbers that he had this year, those are, uh, you know, very uh, reputable. But when, when you watch Carson Wentz, what I see doesn't match the numbers that he produces. Because if he throws for, what, 27 touchdowns, seven interceptions – you go, okay, with that running game and that defense, all right, I'll take that. It just it feels like he's going to give the game away. And maybe it's not fair to Kirk D. Cousins, but he has good numbers. But there's this feeling of, is he going to get you over the hump? Is he going to win a game or could he lose a game? And that's that feeling that I get with Carson Wentz. By the way, Super Wild Card Weekend live on NBC. Two great matchups. The NBC and Peacock will bring you the uh, Raiders and the Bengals Saturday afternoon and then Sunday night, the Steelers clashing with the Chiefs. This in from Pro Football Talk. Brian Flores will interview with the Chicago Bears today. He'll probably get an opportunity to interview for a couple other openings, maybe the Houston Texans. Yes, Paulie. Let's say it was Bears-Texans, hypothetically, for Brian Flores. Let's say those are the two first offers on the table, and they were the only offers on the table. Bears. 
That's a quick answer. Yeah. It's just I, I don't like the ownership with the Texans. You know, David Colley was shown the door after one year. What are you building on there? I don't even know what I'm going to get for Deshaun Watson and when I can get rid of Deshaun Watson. It, it, it feels like next year is going to be like this year. You're in limbo. But the Texans announced that they would fire their head coach, David Colley. And uh, as Mike Florio pointed out, he got hired to be fired. You wanted a coach who could get you through this year. It's like a gap year. Hey, we just need to get through this year because there's a whole lot going on. You're trying to deal Deshaun Watson. You can't. Although I, I can look at David Culley and say, you won four games. That's how many the Texans won with Deshaun Watson last year. And they played hard that game against the Titans at the end of the year. But the best player still has a lot of hurdles to pass to get on the field. Management is impatient. And are you going to be able to recruit a top-tier coach? It's going to be very difficult there. You know, David Colley was not going to get another opportunity. Now, he's probably in his mid-50s. He had been a, a lifelong assistant coach, got an opportunity. Now, I got paid, got paid to go away, but I felt bad for him. His chance to coach in the NFL. And you did it without a quarterback. Now, Davis Mills, I would give him another chance this next year. If you watch the Texans, Davis Mills has potential. That's not a good roster. And I thought Davis Mills at times looked really good. He looked like a starting quarterback. Now, I don't know if he doesn't have the name recognition. You know, when you're a later draft pick, you're not a first-round pick. It feels like they can move on from you easily. But I look at that team, and I don't see a lot of promise. And if I'm Brian Flores, I, I want to go into a situation where I feel a little bit more comfortable with my quarterback, uh, and the Bears have more talent than Houston does. Yes, Eaton. Why didn't, uh, and I think you mentioned this earlier, but why didn't the Texans just have, say, like Romeo Cornell yeah. lead them through the season instead of hiring somebody just to then, they, they're going to ultimately end up paying David Culley $22 million to coach one year. Yeah. This way you have Romeo Cornell on staff. You just say, hey, we're going to pay you, you know, something commensurate to being a head coach. We just need you to get us through this year. So you already you already got Romeo Cornell. He's been a head coach. All right, there you go. And then he could get you through this season. Instead of bringing in David Culley and, and making it seem like, boy, David Culley is going to be, that's the guy we wanted. He's going to be our head coach for the future. Because now not only as an organization do you seem kind of lost, but now you're also cruel. <laughs> like, what did you do that for? Yeah, yeah, Paul. Is what the Texans did this season tanking in the traditional sense their quarterback said he wouldn't play. They acquiesced to him, and they chose not to have him play. He, he's a healthy scratch. He's in the locker room every week. And they chose to have a subpar team on the field. I mean, their, their fans got a disservice this year. Is that tanking, or is that, uh, is that a strategy? Well, the strategy is you didn't want Deshaun Watson to get hurt. Therefore, you can't trade him. He didn't want to play there. And it felt like it was everybody's in agreement here. Uh, the league... Didn't mind. I, I didn't hear anybody from the league say, uh, come on, you know, competitive balance. and You got to play that guy. Uh, it just felt like this was the best case for everybody. Keep him off the field. We don't want somebody accused of these, you know, these charges here. Let's put him, take him off the field. And the Texans are probably like, yeah, that's fine. Uh, 
And then if, if you're Deshaun Watson, you don't want to play for the Texans. You don't want to get hurt. You don't want to hurt your trade value. It just felt like everybody was in cahoots here, including the league. That's where the league, you would think, would go, hey, you got to put the best product out there on the field. And until he's found guilty of these charges, he should be out there playing. But then there's no charges right now. These are civil cases against him. We've been dealing with this for 10 months now. No charges. Was it mid-February that this came yeah, out? Yeah, mid to late February. Man. Remember Deshaun said he wouldn't play there, and it was yeah. all his side, and then it all went squirrely? Still no charges. Crazy. Crazy. What are the point spreads? Do we have Has any point spread changed dramatically weather-wise? Oh, by the way, Bill Belichick was asked about the weather that they're going to face in Buffalo. Hey, Bill, hope you're doing well. Um, what, do you, what are some of the benefits to you for practicing on the game field inside Gillette today? It's not frozen. Thanks. <laughs> okay, you got it. He did have a grin on his face. Uh, Las Vegas, by the way, the greatest arena on earth. As we segue into the point spreads, Paulie. Yeah, no big changes. Uh, I got uh, Cincinnati uh, favored by five and a half. Bills favored by four. Buccaneers favored by eight and a half. I think that changed a little. Cowboys still favored by three. Chiefs still favored by 12 and a half. And the Rams are our four-point favorites Monday night. I don't know when it was, but I did mention it on the show that uh, we found out that they, you know they treated it like it was breaking news in Dallas that Dallas would be the backup destination for the Super Bowl, and uh, you know we heard from prominent people to say they every year they have a backup plan. It's standard procedure here. Well, the report now is the Super Bowl is staying in California despite COVID concerns. Yeah, I I don't know if that's is that breaking news? Is it unbreaking false news? It, it's unbreaking breaking news of what was going to happen that they were going to move it to Dallas AT&T Stadium. They could accept the responsibilities of hosting the Super Bowl. and uh, But from what we're hearing, uh, the Chiefs or the Rams chief operating officer, uh, Kevin Demoff, suggested such a decision was never seriously considered. Okay. And, and we wanted to make sure that we told people that, that uh, they, you have a backup plan for every Super Bowl. A couple of phone calls in here. Uh, Mike in Wisconsin. Hi, Mike. What's on your mind today? Dan, how we doing? Good, good. What do you have for me? 6'2", six, 6'2", two, six, two, 200. I, uh, I had a travel stop idea for Seton when he's planning out his road trip. The uh, Muscle Shoals Sound Studio down Ooh. in Alabama. Yeah, I, I watched the documentary on that, but that would be nice. Yep. Yeah. Uh, there's like that whole uh, sort of like crossroads spot down there, too. There's there's a lot of great music spots down there. You just hung up on him. Yeah, I thought he's done. <laughs> okay, thanks. <laughs> okay. Uh, Dan, I guess, get to your point quickly. Uh, Dan from Colorado is uh, joining us on the program. Hi, Dan. Hey, uh, thanks, Dan Patrick. Yeah, it's going to be real quick here since the season's hot on the trigger. Um, first, as a fellow basketball aficionado, I can't believe that uh, Joker is not one of your top three just favorite people to watch. And you, 
for someone that watches dang near every game everywhere. You got to watch the Nuggets more because everything Dan, he does Dan, is beautiful. Dan, Dan, are you listening to the show? I just mentioned that nobody's mentioning the Joker for MVP, and he doesn't have two of his best players. Well, yeah, but nobody else. Anyway, until today has been the Wait, first Wait, you just I, said me. I, I just <laughs> told you that his numbers, he's averaging 27 and 14 rebounds and seven assists. I would oh, like I a know. retraction, Dan. Well, I'm just saying you never talk about your his one of your favorites to watch. But numbers aside, okay, I'll get to my next point. He's here. not Dan, Dan, Dan. I, I he's not very exciting to watch. Well, he doesn't. No, but his favorite, the way he plays the game, is he's, beautiful. But he's, anyway, he's no. <laughs> Thank you, Dan. Hang up on him, Seton. I needed a oh, retraction. Come on. come on, Dan. Oh, two in a row. Yeah. You're, All right. Okay. This will be quick. All right. I'm Colorado native. Colorado native, born in the mountains. Denver doesn't get pounded with snow usually till March and April. Cruising through I-70 in February should be smooth sailing. You can get to Junction, and then from there you can either beeline to Vegas or go up to Salt Lake and see your boys at Traeger, and he could do a meet Friday and send it to you guys back in the studio. Thank you, Dan. I just mentioned the Joker deserves to be in the conversation for MVP. And then I said, but the voters probably have, they'll look at this and go, oh, we've already done that. Let's move on. That, and the Joker, Joker's not exciting to watch. And if I want to watch the Joker play, I can go to a local Y and you see like a 50-year-old guy who's schooling people because he'll do a pick and roll and he'll box out and he'll throw a Chris Bounds pass. It, he's great. But, but Tim Duncan wasn't exciting either. Okay? And and Tim's one of the top ten players of all time. Yes. He, so is that like you want him on your team, but yeah. you don't want to watch him? No, I, I he's not excited. You know why I, I love watching the Joker is I I always go, how the hell is he getting away with all of this? How does it work? Like he doesn't he can't jump, he's not fast. He understands the game. Bob in Montana. Bob, what's on your mind today? It's Six five and still a manly two twenty nine. My question is now that Fritzy is in charge of the poll questions, mm-hmm. and in honor of Carl Weathers' seventy fourth birthday today, my question for Fritzy and all of America is: At their peak, who would win the heavyweight championship, Clubber Lang or Ivan Drago? Oh God, thank you, Bob. That old question, wow. yeah. Uh, Todd, I'll let you answer it if you want to. I'm going to go Ivan Drago. He took those steroids and everything, and he was punching at a, a greater rate because whatever he hits, he destroys. <laughs> I think one punch from the, uh, from the Russian clubber Lang would not get up. But if he dies, he dies. He dies. Dolph Lundgren actually hurt Sylvester Stallone when they had boxing scenes that he actually hurt S- Stallone that he was that powerful. And, you know, Stallone wanted to give the audience that feeling of getting punched. <laughs> and I think he regretted that. Yeah, Seaton. Clubber Lang rocked out Naki in two rounds or something like that. You got to go with Clubber Lang. He ran out of gas in the rematch. No, though. no, was... Clubber Lang is not scaring Dolph Lundgren, Yvonne Drago. No, no, because it'd be like Lennox Lewis against Mike Tyson. He's not, he not concerned. They're not worried about that. Yeah, Paul. Who scared Stallone less as an actor, uh, Dolph Lundgren or Mr. T? 
who scared him less? As a, like who, when Stallone walked onto the set of Rocky Three and Rocky Four, he's like, I'm out, I'm out acting these guys. I mean, I'm Brando yeah. when I walk on this set. No hey, fool, you should never have came back. <laughs> Pain. I must break you. You will lose. <laughs> I defeat all man. Seaton, hang up on Fritzy. Wow. <laughs> Make sure Brian Greasy's set to join us next, all right? I can do that. Thank you, Todd. We'll take a break. Uh, back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. Getting a lot of great suggestions about Seton. You know, I love that Seton are telling, they're telling you where to go. There's a lot of people who want to tell you where to go. Oh, that's <laughs> very true. Now and, they're getting their chance. And some want to tell you where to go as far as in the United States. <laughs> Correct. But uh, you can help us with that. The Mercedes-Benz Sprinter Mode 4x4 by Storyteller Overland. You can, uh, you can win this. Go to Dan Patrick Show's Ultimate Camping Rig Sweepstakes. Go to danpatrick.com or foxsportsradio.com to enter. You get the official rules, your chance to win uh, to win this amazing Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van. It is got all the bells and whistles. It's beautiful. And, uh, you know, you expect the innovative safety features there, crosswind assist, blind spot assist, and you expect performance and re- reliability, the MBUX, Voice command system, five-star dealer network, and available with a gas engine. So, danpatrick.com, foxsportsradio.com. You have to do so by February 2nd. At last count yesterday, 75,000 entries. Your dream is waiting. Some equipment described as optional. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Penny's Bang Biscuits, Bang Jerky, handmade from scratch using healthy, all-natural ingredients. Go to danpatrick.com and pick up a bag or two. More phone calls coming up. Brian Greasy, former NFL quarterback, ESPN Monday Night Football analyst. He'll be on the call with Lewis Riddick and Steve Levy. Monday Night Playoff Football, it'll be the Cardinals and the Rams. Brian, good to have you back. Um, biggest question mark you have going into this Cardinals Rams game is what? Yeah, is is will the will the Cardinals Dan be able to handle Aaron Donald? Um, they were not able to handle him in the second meeting, uh, and it was a big reason why Kyler Murray felt a lot of pressure and and had two interceptions in that game, and that that was the difference in the game. Uh, they they were driving early. Uh, they had a tip from Aaron Donald, intercepted by Ernest Jones, no points, and the Rams go right down and score. And then to start the second half, um, they had a great play from Leonard Floyd, tipped interception. Um, and that pressure on Kyler Murray on the field, I think, impacted him. Now, you could also wonder, and the question is about the pressure on Kyler Murray off the field. First playoff game in his career, uh, there's been a lot of time, energy, uh, an effort put into building this team by Steve Kime. And they're finally in this position. It's not where they want it to be as a wild card team. I remember about a month ago, this was the number one seed in the NFC. Uh, and they're kind of limping in losers of four or five. So how will they respond to the big moment also is a question for me. But when you have pressure up the middle and you're Kyler Murray, how different is that pressure up the middle in your Tom Brady? Well, I think the, the, the approach for Raheem Morris, defensive coordinator for the Rams, number one is to try to keep Kyler Murray in the pocket. Um, so it's very – I mean, it's completely different than Tom Brady. Tom's going to be in there. You know where he's going to be. Um, Kyler Murray, you know, job number one is keeping him in the pocket because he is dangerous and he will beat you outside the pocket. 
they were they had mixed results with that uh, this year. Um, but when he gets outside the pocket, he can hurt you with his legs uh, more than anybody in the league. And uh, and so what I think the Rams have with Von Miller and Leonard Floyd up, up on the on the edges uh, is is good enough to contain him. And then you add in Aaron Donald on the inside. That's what's unique about the Rams' pass rush, uh, and that's why they were successful in the second meeting. How would you grade Matthew Stafford's first season in L.A.? Uh, I, right, as of right now, I'd say it's about a B. And uh, listen, this team won the NFC West. Nobody's given them that kind of credit. They won 12 games. Um, really, his grade will be dependent upon what happens in the next month. Didn't they have a um, B quarterback already, Brian? No, nah, I wouldn't say that. I would say they had a B minus C plus quarterback okay. in Jared Goff. Okay. Um, so I, I think there's no doubt they have upgraded the position. And Matthew Stafford has made some unbelievable plays and won them games, Dan. Now, he's also you know, been careless with the ball, and he's tried to make plays when they weren't there. Um, and, and so as they get into the playoffs, they need to take a little bit off of Matthew Stafford's plate, run the football, and then when the play is there to be made, we know that he has the ability to make it. Yeah, I wondered if Matthew Stafford was trying on almost every play – I want to prove to everybody it was Detroit that was the problem, not me. I was there, didn't win a playoff game, 12 years. Hey, let me get on a winning team, and I'm going to show you. And, and maybe he got out of his comfort zone a little bit. And, you know, but you have four pick sixes. How do you explain that? 17 interceptions, four of those were pick sixes. Is that just, yeah. you know, by luck, by chance? No, I think it's a quarterback trying to do too much. I think you're right. Um, you know, I think this is a team that not only do they feel like they have to win, but dangerous for them, they feel like they have to win with style. And, and that's not – listen, we're not talking about the San Francisco 49ers like that. They don't care how they win. They just want to go out and win. But the Rams, being in L.A., got a lot of bright, shiny toys, uh, and, and the first half of the season couldn't have gone any better. Uh, in the marriage between Sean McVay and Matthew Stafford, you got the best receiver in the league in Cooper Cup – you got Odell out there, and you, and you want to have some style. You want to have pizzazz. And I think that Matthew Stafford, from time to time, call it five, six, seven plays a game, will force the issue, and that's where he's got into trouble. And I, I don't think that he needs to do that for them to win. Pro Football Focus released its ranking top 10 NFL players to start a franchise with 2022. Number one on the list, Patrick Mahomes. Number two on the list, who would you pick? Start your franchise with in 2022. You know, I'd be hard. I'd be hard pressed to um, to pass up Josh Allen or, or Joe Burrow. Joe, Those are two of the Joe Burrow's the top quarterbacks. Joe Burrow's yeah. two. Those are two of the top quarterbacks, in my opinion, uh, young quarterbacks in the league. Justin Herbert is three. Josh Allen Good. four. Great argument for Justin as well. Um, you know, any, any one of those three, in my opinion, um, you could build around. Uh, listen, I'm excited to watch. Now, we're going to find out about Josh Allen and Joe Burrow here in the next in the next week and a half, two weeks. Um, you know, Josh Allen playing Bill Belichick for the third time uh, in a season. Can't wait to watch that. And, and Joe Burrow's first opportunity. And, and listen, I know that, you know, the, the Raiders have kind of squeaked their way in, but that'll be a challenge for, for Joe Burrow. So, uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't disagree with any of those. Okay, I'll continue this. Kyler Murray is fifth 
on Pro Football Focus quarterback that you would start your franchise with. Now, age, of course, is a factor in all of this. Dak Prescott is sixth. Trevor Lawrence is seven. Justin Fields, eight. Mac Jones is nine. Lamar Jackson, 10. Any issues? Uh, I, I don't feel as good about any of those as I do about Herbert, Pearl, and Josh Allen. <laughs> I, I was surprised Justin Fields was up there. I mean, that's pretty elevated uh, status for somebody who has had basically one quarter of really impressive football. Yeah, listen, we did we did Justin Fields uh, twice this year. And, um, and just sitting with him, talking with him, watching him on the field, uh, he has everything that you're looking for. It's hard to evaluate in that situation that he's had in Chicago uh, with the supporting cast, the coaching and everything, the tumult in the front office. Uh, I, I hope that they get stable uh, in that organization and give him an opportunity uh, to see what he can really become. But uh, all of those that you just mentioned in that second tier have have questions, Dan. And um, uh, so, you know, to start a franchise with any one of those guys, um, there's questions involved. Paulie, uh, would you check, has anybody used Tumult on this program before? Uh, just Michigan guys, Dan. Oh, <laughs> uh, So Rich Eisen would probably use Tumult. Right. Jim Harbaugh would not use that. By the way, you think Harbaugh flirting with the NFL, you okay with that as a Michigan grad? Um, listen, I, I, I'm always in favor of guys maximizing their, their value, and it's that time of year, <laughs> if you know what I mean. What if you lose him, Brian? Um, listen, if, if we lose him, um, then we lose him, you know, like I, I'm not, I'm not one of those Michigan grad. I'm not like Eisen that, you know, his, his, every single day he wakes up, you know, whether he's in a good mood or bad mood is how Michigan is doing and whether Harbaugh is staying or going. That's not me. Well, if he leaves, we'll find someone else. Well, weather and, uh, you know, the problems that that presents, Brady's probably going to have high winds and rain. Uh, the quarterbacks in Buffalo are just going to have the freezing cold there. I don't know if any other teams are going to uh, have to factor in weather there. But if I said you're playing in wind and rain, or you're going to play in just bitterly cold weather as a quarterback, which one would you pick? Yeah, just give me the cold. You know, the cold, listen, selfishly for a quarterback, it's it's really not an impact. Now, it's an impact for the guys catching that rock-hard ball. <laughs> uh, and it is slick, but uh, – but no, the, the wind and the rain is just not a good combination. And, and that, I think of all the games, that game will be impacted most by the weather. Uh, we know the Eagles want to run the ball. And I'm excited to watch that Eagles offensive line against the defensive front for, uh, for the Bucks. I mean, Vita Vea and Jason Kelsey, what a great – like if, if you're a fan of football and you're watching the games this weekend, just watch Jason Kelsey, the center for the Eagles, and Vita Vea. Now, now it's a mismatch from a size standpoint – but the Wiley vet and Kelsey and the, and the position and the leverage and all those things, um, that's what I'm going to be watching. I know everybody else going to be watching, you know, Jalen Hurts and Tom Brady and, and all. But, but to me, Jordan Mailata, the left tackle uh, against JPP and Shaq Barrett coming off an injury, um, I, I think you're going to get a good shot from the Eagles. They're not going to lay down. And, and the, the Bucks have some question marks that need to be answered. And, and we talked with Bruce Arians twice this year. And he says, listen, nobody's going to run the ball on us. Okay, all right, well, we'll see. Uh, it's going to be a different challenge on, on this weekend. How would you doctor up the football in cold weather as a quarterback? What would you use? 
despite deflating it, Dan? <laughs> Did you ever deflate a football? <laughs> uh, yes, actually. Uh, you know, if it gets cold, um, you want to take more air out of the ball because the ball gets really hard. But how do you cold. do that, though? Well, you have a little – you have a needle, and you take a little bit of the air out of the needle. Yeah, but you're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to do – now, you have somebody who does this for you. Correct, yeah. The, 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 uh, the guys, uh, the equipment managers, they're the ones that take care of the ball. All within the rules, Dan. Completely within the rules, all of it. <laughs> but, you know, you got you to gotta get up to that level. You got to get to that line, but you want to be able to feel the ball. Your hands are already frozen, the ball's frozen, and it gets slick. The only thing that you can do is if you take a little air, you can squeeze the ball a little bit easier, and then you can feel it better. That's that's why quarterbacks do that. But did Brady do anything that other quarterbacks don't do? I don't think so, no. I mean, I think I think you're you're constantly trying to find what works for you. Um, now you now there is that line that you go up to, and then sometimes guys will cross over it. Um, but you're always trying to find that advantage. But were they checking back then? You know, back then, Dan, it was interesting. Uh, the rules were different. Um, there was a time period where you had to take the balls out of the packaging. It had to be brand new, oh. like out of the out of the box. And out of the packaging. And I remember uh, I was so frustrated one time we were playing a game. Tony Carrenti, uh, who's still working, uh, can't, comes into the locker room, and, and he was making sure that the balls that we were using on offense were coming right out of the box. I'm like, Tony, like, let, let my guys just work them over. Let's just brush them a little bit because they come out with a film on them. They're really slick, and it's impossible to throw that ball. Um, and I, and, you know, I think Tom and Peyton got together and they kind of lobbied the league to get rid of that rule, which was the dumbest rule uh, that we have ever had for quarterbacks and for offensive play. Cause you got guys going back to throwing the ball, slipping out of their hands and nobody wants to watch that. Um, so the rules have changed. Um, and uh, I think it's in a good place now. But, you know, I look at this and, uh, and it just seems like somebody rational will just say, um, the quarterback can have the ball that he wants and the quarterback can have the ball that he wants. There's no advantage there. If there's no, you know, deception, there's no nothing. It's this is how you want the football for your team. This is how you want the ball for your team. Doesn't that seem yeah. logical? It does seem logical, uh, you know, and, and um, but you know how uh, this league is. It's cookie cutter and they want everything by the book and they want everything the same. And, and uh, but I, you certainly, Dan, could make a logical argument that, hey, let the quarterback have it however yeah. he wants it. But you didn't learn to cheat at Michigan. You learned this when you got to the NFL. Who, why, why do you use that word? <laughs> so to gain an advantage, my bad. That word is so harsh, Dan. <laughs> as I said, as I said, and I was quoted, within the guidelines okay, of, of the course, rules. Okay. That's, That's my bad. My bad. <laughs> okay, the game that we're going to be talking about on Tuesday is going to be what? You know, I think it will be the Dallas-San Francisco game. And, and a lot I think of people it's like be, San Francisco in this game. Yeah, listen, I, I think that, um, uh, you know, everybody is kind of getting on this bandwagon uh, after the second half of the season and what Kyle Shanahan has been able to do. Um, listen, the season did not start well for them at three and five. Uh, I think that they have figured out who they are. Listen, this is, this is, a, this is not a trendy pick. It's not a fad. Um, if you've watched this team, and we've, we've done their games a couple times, 
um, they are the team that will drag you, drag the opponent out to the deep end of the water, okay? And they're going to make it gritty and nasty. They're not going to let you play the kind of game that you want to play if you're Dallas, you know, spread it out and throw the ball all over the place. Um, they're going to see how long you can tread water because they've been treading water for eight weeks, and they know that they can live in that environment. Um, and so, listen, all the pressure is on Dallas. Listen, you know, Jerry uh, at home, um, everything that they have done um, from, a, from a personnel standpoint, from a roster standpoint, um, there's all the pressure on Dallas. And, and this game is not going to be, be pretty. It's not going to be um, – I know everybody wants to talk about Micah Parsons and about Randy Gregory, about rushing the passer, getting to Jimmy Garoppolo. That is not what this game is going to be about. Kyle Shanahan is going to make it about how physical are you going to play are, are, your, are your weakest players, your weakest tacklers on your defense, who are your corners, right, on every defense? Trayvon Diggs, no, you're not going to be intercepting passes. I want to see if you can tackle Debo Samuel one-on-one. Jalen Ramsey got that test last week, okay? Uh, Anthony Brown, the other corner on the other side, do you want to tackle Elijah Mitchell on the perimeter? That, that's what this game is going to be about, and I think uh, that's what people are going to be talking about on Tuesday. Great stuff, Brian. Uh, my best to Leaves and, uh, and Lewis, and uh, we'll be watching on Monday night. All right, Dan. Good to see you. That's uh, Brian Greasy. He didn't cheat. He just uh, within the rules, within the guidelines there. Yeah, Paul. You said that, I think, two days after that whole deflated thing broke. Like, why is there a rule? Because if each quarterback could put the ball however they want, that makes it uh, no advantage for either team. Yeah, there's there, there's no reason to try to gain an edge. It would be like having a rule that uh, you could you know, like your shoulder pads they have to be all uniform. That doesn't make sense. There's no uniform, there's nothing to it. It'll be Monday night on ESPN, ABC, ESPN Plus. Yes, Eaton. ideal gas law, Dan. Oh, I know. No, don't get Seaton started on this. Especially when the ideal gas law comes into play, and that's just changing the PSI of the ball. <laughs> Cardinals and the Rams on the mothership. That'll be Monday night. Uh, if you're, basic science. If you're, thank you, Seaton. If you're watching, uh, we have brats and we have burgers coming off the grill. If you're watching on Peacock. Oh, buddy. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Todd. That's the, one of my favorites is the Bratwurst Burger Day. Yeah. With a little chili on the side. So but If I had to pick sorry. one thing, it would be like hot dogs and burgers. So sorry that you're Not quarantined. Cool. You guys totally, totally did so that purposely. So sorry. Take a break. Back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Close up shop as we always do on Friday with Arcade Fire. This goes out to the memory of our good buddy, frequent guest on the show, the late Bob Saget. My thanks to the backroom guys, all the great work that they do every single day on this program. Also those uh, on chat row, uh, thank you for your support with this program. Uh, final results of the poll question, Paulie. 
I got uh, who biggest fallout from a loss this weekend would be 54% said the Dallas Cowboys, hmm. 20% said the Rams, and then nobody else. All right. Last call for phone calls, what we learn, uh, what's in store for Monday on the program. Andrea in New Jersey is uh, joining us. Andrea, what's on your mind? Hi, DP. Happy Meat Friday. Thank and, you, of course, a shout-out to Chat Row. Okay. Uh, I have a question for Seton regarding his road trip. Oh, okay. Seton, Andrea, Seton. Hi, Andrew. How you doing, Seton? Great. Now, your starting point may be in Connecticut, but before you go west, I really think you need to come down to Jersey first mm. because, I mean, let's face it, you may live in Connecticut, but you're a Jersey boy first. Does so he need to I go back he, there, back home? I think he does. Mm. I think he needs to, to shoot down to Jersey, maybe stop at Dickie D's on Bluefield Avenue or Rutz Hut in Clifton. Uh, go see the parents would be nice, hmm. and then go west. Okay, go west, young man. All right, Andrew. Thank you, Seton. There's another suggestion that uh, she's telling you to go home. Yeah, it's not the worst. Okay. Not the worst suggestion. Get to pick up some pork roll, get some pizza. But your parents going to be happy to see you? Yeah, I think so. Okay, all right. I think so. All right. I mean, got to run it by them, too. I mean, there's not no chance, <laughs> but yeah. You parked the Sprinter van in the driveway. Yeah, hey, guys, I'm here. Yeah. Uh, Nate in Oklahoma. Hey, Nate. Hey, Dan. How's it going? Good. Nate, did, um, did you send something into the show? Yeah, I sent in a Christmas card. It was totally my wife's idea. I just kind of helped execute it. But, uh, yeah, she came up with a, uh, a stepbrothers-themed uh, Christmas card that I thought went pretty well. I saw it yesterday. Uh, well done. Tell your wife uh, that well done. Uh, what's on your mind? Oh, well, I sure will. Hey, um, on the uh, no chance for teams, uh, you know, I just want to remind you about the Titans a few years ago uh, beating, you know, the Patriots, uh, uh, Tom Brady's last game, New England, beating at Baltimore and 10 points up on the Chiefs at, uh, in the Arrowhead, and that was just so close. Um, that being said, I would love it if the Steelers would shock the hell out of everyone and beat the Chiefs so they could just knock them out and we play uh, the Titans play the Steelers and Tennessee. It'd be a perfect scenario. Thanks, guys. Have All a right, weekend. Nate. Have a great weekend. Phil in Indiana. Hi, Phil. Hey, Dan. Always a great pleasure. By the way, I am that 50-year-old guy at the Y. Backdoor cuts, ball screens, and bounce <laughs> passes, buddy. So, hey, uh, Dan, real quick. One of the, I think one of the greatest no-chance stories, obviously, in the history of sports, and you kind of touched a little bit on it, boxing, but – Buster Douglas, 42-1 to one yeah. underdog against Tyson. So I just wanted to, to mention that, Dan, but have a great weekend, buddy, as always. Thank you, Phil. Always great to talk to you. Yeah, you got the miracle on ice. Nobody gave the United States a chance. But, but that's what makes these moments stand out even brighter, bigger. You know, what if something happens to Patrick Mahomes? Uh, what if T.J. Watt takes over the game defensively? What if you have Ben in his last stand and makes a couple of big plays or Najee Harris is able to run the football? You can't say no chance. Now, we could come in here on Monday and go, man, Pittsburgh didn't have any chance. Very little chance, a slight chance. But, I mean, they may get blown out. But there's always those moments. Every sport has it. And, you know, you you forget about it. Depending on your age, you're like, oh, this team has no chance. You go, no, you know, there's there's precedent here in certain sports. DD uh, in Florida. Hi, DD. What's on your mind? Hey, that's me, Double D. Every guy's favorite size. Um, I was had a question or, or a comment about the uh, Mercedes not so sprint trip. 
Um, doesn't it seem like you guys are pitching a show where you've combined uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure with uh, Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives? Uh, we, we can, I guess. You know, it depends on Seton and the French Kid, but uh, thank you, uh, Double D. Yeah, wherever they stop, they're going to let you know. And if you're in that town, that city, you want to join them, meet and greet, you know. It is shaping up to be a hell of a food road trip where you could sort of swing through, yeah. say, Indianapolis, get a baller steak. Then you have a bunch of great barbecue destinations. Oklahoma, follow up with another great steak. And then you're hitting sort of uh, the southwest with some Mexican. That's about as good as it gets. A little Tex-Mex. Yeah. And, and maybe you could stop in one place... Like St. Elmo's in Indianapolis just get this shrimp cocktail. It's like a punch in the face. And then that sauce is way too hot. It, it is, but you know what? It's The best part of it is, though, it's way too hot and then it's gone. You know what I mean? It's kind of like it doesn't linger forever. It kind of punches you in the face and then you're like, wow, I think I want another one. And then that's it. It's great. Great stuff. It is fire. Uh, this day in sports history. Paul. Got a few for you. 1948, plastic helmets were prohibited in the NFL. So in 1947, like, we're gonna we're okay with them. 1948, they said we got to get rid of the plastic helmets. 1951, the first NFL Pro Bowl game was played in Los Angeles, California. 1954, Marilyn Monroe and Joe DiMaggio were married. The marriage lasted over under a year. Under. Under a year, nine months. Good job. Not, 73, the Dolphins became the first NFL team to go undefeated in a regular season. And they won the Super Bowl. 1990, Joe Montana threw his 31st touchdown pass in the postseason, which set the all-time record. <laughs> 2002, Barry Bonds signed a contract with the, uh, the Giants, $90 million for five years. And in 2002, Lance Armstrong ran the final leg of the Olympic torch relay in San Diego. Mm. I remember coming across my father's football helmet, and it didn't have a face mask. And, and there was no padding. I mean, it was a cardboard helmet. And, you know, my dad broke his nose nine times and looked like he had broken his nose nine times. But they were all from football. And I kept thinking, did anybody think about a face mask? <laughs> like, like, wouldn't logic go, yep, Jack, you broke your nose again. It, dude, yeah. that's, that's hard, though, man. <laughs> that is hard. If there was only something we could add in yeah, front. Yeah, what could he do? Todd, what did you learn on today's program? Ross Tucker says, if you have to relieve yourself during a game, pee like a man, then get back out there and block somebody. Seton O'Connor, what did you learn today? Ross Tucker's peed his pants a lot. Yes, he has, Paulie. Brian Greasy, deflator. What we learned brought to you by the compact GLA. It proves it's not the size of the SUV in the fight. It's the size of the fight in the SUV. Learn more about the nimble and ready-for-anything Mercedes-Benz vehicle at MBUSA.com. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. Have a great weekend, everybody. Look forward to talking to you on Monday. One more item as we close out the show, send you into the weekend. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation broke ground on its Do Good Village in Land Lakes, Florida. This is the first of its kind. It's a community of 110 homes for the foundation's program recipients, so together families can heal. Special place where families know their neighbors and that they understand that everybody cares for one another. The foundation's Do Good Village is going to help families beyond measures, and uh, it's all thanks to the extraordinary donations of 
love, many acres of land, and your generosity. Help America's greatest heroes and their families heal together. Make the Do Good Village the first of many communities like it. With every mortgage free home, the foundation makes good on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices of our heroes and that they have made for our country and our communities, keeping us safe. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers. That's the letter T, the number two, the letter T.org. T2T.org. Thank you.